second show edition of tonight on the rocks how about a round of applause for our band cornucopia i'm sorry hornucopia there you go uh tonight's guests include syndicated columnist tv personality and comedian ian carmel we also have for you from the big and loud podcast big jim willick and loud don frost Next, I'd like to introduce you to a collector of and historical expert on Swedish penis pumps, Richie Strand. To tonight on the rocks number two. You guys, thank you so much for showing up. How are we doing tonight? How are we doing? Wonderful. Wonderful. We have a great show. You heard about it. Let's clap for these people once again. We have the very funny comedian Ian Carmel coming in. Let's clap for him. Yes. And from the big and loud podcast, we have both of them. We have Big Jim Willig and Don Frost, everybody. Clap for them. Oh. We have a whole shit ton of energy on this show, ladies and gentlemen. It's very exciting. I cannot wait to get started. In fact, let's do that real quick. Let's get started. I'm going to tell you about some news, tell you about what's going on in the world, especially in Portland news, because this was the best story ever in Portland. A man actually got arrested for attempting to strangle his girlfriend with his own dreadlock. So that's fun. The Portland, Oregon, even where deaths can be done, ironically. It's like, whatever, I'm killing you, but whatever, I don't care. I like my first death. This is actually true. You'll enjoy this. Yes, ow. Yes, ow, says Mike G from Hornicopia. Also, you might notice he's from Animal House. He was on Animal House. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is for your health. Uh, Latest studies came back saying that vitamin E might actually do the exact opposite thing it's supposed to do. It actually raises your chances of prostate cancer by 17% in reaching for comments. Vitamin E lobbyists still never existed. So that's really sad. You can see that smoking lobbyists are there going, there's vitamin E in this. Ah, Anyway, noted homophobic grease slinger Chick-fil-A actually is in the news. They they traded in two homosexuals, uh, homosexuality for a chicken burger. I thought that was very weird. I also thought big fucking deal for years. People have been trading in their self-respect for fried chicken. There we go. We're warming you up. We're warming you up. Hell yeah. You got to sell these things. What is going on back there? Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop, boop. It sounds like robot diarrhea. It's just very weird behind me. Thank you. This is in sports news, ladies and gentlemen. Kobe Bryant and wife uh, Vanessa have called off their divorce, citing that Kobe Bryant is really fucking rich. So that's really good. Kobe Bryant, of course, uh, announced that his, he's not going to be divorced on Facebook, but he's still single on LinkedIn. So there we go. Kick. All right. You are on it. The porn megalith of Vivid Entertainment is suing to block the Los Angeles County law that porn actors have to wear condoms during scenes. States, here we go, that, the, that this law is vague, burdensome, and ineffective, which is the same logic teenagers use to raw dog it. So that's really... Really still what I, I don't feel anything in this law and this is true Amber Lynn the porn actress Amber Lynn was actually quoted in the Los Angeles Daily which uh, local Angelinos call blankets then toilet paper porn actress Amber Lynn said the idea of allowing a government employee to come and examine our genitalia while on set is atrocious is atrocious hearing that three out of the ten guys at the gangbang raised their hands and were like I work for the government but I'm just here for me I'm just on a personal capacity, I'm just, I'm just focused on being number six. I know the rotation. I'm good. Twilight, Breaking Dawn, this is true, won a staggering 11 Razzies, which is far less than the infinity it deserved. On the opposite end of the spectrum, Lincoln was nominated for 12 Oscars, 12 Academy Awards. When reached for comment, Lincoln was like, oh, I love theaters. Yeah, got you on the Lincoln one. Way to go, Will. Good writer. Woo. Yeah. 
<laughs> former, okay, this one's rough. Uh, okay, former lawmaker Gabby Gifford, who was shot in the head in 2010, is now working on anti-gun legislation. That's really good. The, legis- uh, the bill currently... The bill currently is a uh, very good drawing of what might be a horse. So there's that. (laughs) I put it towards the end for that reason. This is true, ladies and gentlemen. Now that NASA, now that NASA's space shuttle program is done, they've actually decided to start renting out those famous buildings at the JFK Space Center. And that is true, which has basically turned NASA into some kind of interplanetary slumlord. They're like, hey, come on in. Everything was brand new in the 70s. Come on, you'll love it. Come on, give it a shot. Actual people that are excited about this, actual companies that are excited about this rentable Florida space is uh, NASCAR, Boeing, and every New York retiring Jew. Hey-o! Come on, kicking over. All right. And this is true, and I'll end on this one, ladies and gentlemen. Last joke. A deaf man in North Carolina got stabbed when his sign language was misinterpreted as gang signs. And that is true. And when they were later asked him, they later asked him, uh, what were you signing? And he was like, all I said was, better be a good bitch and get off my corner. Thank you very much. Those were the monologue jokes. There we go. We have... An amazing show for you, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot wait to get it going. Ladies and gentlemen, once again for Hornacopia right over here. Working very hard for you. Oh, I like it. I even have traveling music. That's awesome. Goodbye. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage right now, we have a very funny man. He has a weekly segment on this show. We got Yeah, yeah, Jimmy, what's up? This is our new writer, Jimmy, everybody. What's going on, Jimmy? What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. Uh, what are you doing? He's, well, I don't know. Well, We're about to find uh, out right now. I'm telling you, buddy, I, I had just the most awful day. And, oh, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. And obviously, we have a show. Obviously, you, uh, you're doing very poorly as well, as I've, I can see, I've, as we can I've all see. I actually felt pretty good, actually. Yeah, really? Yeah, I've been jog, jog, You, look, you don't look good, buddy. Are you deficient? Uh, no. Just vitamins in general? Deficient? No, I'm fine, man. You look like you look like maybe someone loaded a shotgun full of rock salt and just kind of pointed at point blank and pow. No? No. No? No, not really, dude. Did you get attacked by a bird? Or? What do you need, Jimmy? Okay, well, here's the thing. Uh, kind of, like I said, just having a real rough day. And, right. Uh, if I just got... If I could just get this one thing off my chest real quick, I think it'd be a, a real big help Fine, to all just, of us. Okay, whatever. Just, real yeah. helpful and cathartic. I just cool. want to do my show, I already dude. worked it out with Neil the Sound Guy, so, uh, hey, Neil, could you hit it, buddy? That's... There we go. Oh. Ah, oh, that's nice. I'm lying alone. Oh, this is a... Okay. This is a... This is air supply. Yeah, this is air supply. Yeah. It's like... This is a really sad song. They're an English mega group. I, uh... Uh, it's really, really sad, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty uh, sad, sad tune, but it's uh, you know, it's cathartic and it's uh, healthy. It's really good. gentlemen, your next performer coming to the stage right now. He's a very funny man. I'm not religious at all, but he is. Ladies and gentlemen, finally, coming to the stage, we have the irreverend Dan Weber with his weekly segment, Weekly Sacrilege, everybody. Here we go. Welcome, children, to the Weekly Sacrilege. This week, talk about two things. One, the original Old Testament pimp. And two, how evangelicals view women in the workplace. Spoiler alert, it's way worse than you think. First up, 
We have Abraham. Abraham, he's the founder and father of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. They consider him a very righteous man. So you know that dude was into some really freaky shit. Every pious dude is a fucking freak show. This guy's no different. When he was 75 years old, he and his 75-year-old wife decided to go to Egypt. And on the way in, Abraham is like, look, man, uh, Sarah, uh, I know the Pharaoh is kind of a granny chaser. And uh, so when we get there, in order to keep me safe, why don't you just tell everybody you're my sister, and then that'll work out great. And Sarah's like, I don't have a choice, do I? And Abraham's like, no, you really fucking don't. So they show up, and they show up, and Pharaoh, sure enough, man, he shows up, and he's like, hey, who's the hot gilf in your fucking party? And he's like, oh, it's my sister Sarah. And Pharaoh's like, well, how much? How much for your sister? And Abraham, totally fucking mortified that anyone would think about buying his wife, says, ah, I need some donkeys and silver and a few male slaves, and that'll work out great. And just sold, sold. And Pharaoh takes Sarah away to his fucking harem, fucks the shit out of her for a couple weeks, and then his house comes under a plague because Yahweh is pissed the fuck off that somebody's sleeping with Abraham's wife. And somehow Pharaoh CSI's out that this is what's fucking going down. I don't know how. It seems really like a difficult thing to figure out. I think it was just a burning sensation when they peed. Like, I think, I think Sarah brought the plague with her. Yahweh didn't have anything to do with it. And so Pharaoh shows up and he comes back to Abraham and he's like, Hey man, Sarah tells me she's your wife. And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to have to give her back. Uh, can I have my shit? And Abraham, no, I'm fucking rich now. See you later. And he fucking keeps it. So Abraham likes this fucking plan. He does it again. He does it a second time in another fucking place. And he shows up and the king does exactly the same shit. Sells her for even more money. He fucking gets it back. And the king is like, dude, why did you tell me that she was your sister? Why didn't you tell me she was just your wife? And Abraham's like, well, man, uh, she's also my sister. So it totally works <laughs> out. Totally works out great. So the reason this comes up is because... Sue, so this woman recently got fired from a dental office in Iowa. And she got fired because the dentist found her too desirable. He found her irresistible. And he couldn't help himself but try to fuck her all the time, so he had to fire her. And she decided to sue the man and took it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled against her. And two evangelicals, two evangelical radio hosts, were talking about it. And they just decided, yeah, that's totally reasonable. But not for the reasons you might think, not because it's just the rule of law or she's a woman or whatever. No, instead it's because a woman in the workplace is like being married to them. Like you can't, like that's, as long as you take out sex, that's what a Christian marriage is. Just somebody who works for you all the fucking time. Like if you have a woman working for you, it's just, uh, that's basically, uh, she's cheating on her husband and you're the man, you're a polygamist. And that's a sin. You can't fucking do it. Apparently, you should only ever have a woman work for her husband. Ever. Ever. And I guess it turns out all you got to do is turn him out on the street. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Old, Old Testament fucking marriage, guys. Not rad. Ladies and gentlemen, continue to take your Bible with you. The Irreverend Dan Weber, everybody. Not awkward at all. Very fun. Ladies and gentlemen coming to the stage right now. We have a very funny man. We got to fill some time, ladies and gentlemen. We have a list to fill that time. In fact, we have a guy named hey, Phil. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, fuck this balls. This is a, uh, we don't have commercials, dude. Hey, yeah, you need to roll that Uncle Schaefer's experimental tabby commercial right now. I, the, Cameraman, I've, right here. What's, what's, this is a live show and there's no, I've never even heard oh, of that. Yeah. I've never, right. what's, what's uh, Uncle Schaefer's experimental candy? That's right. What Uncle Shaver's experimental taffy would be would be a credible sponsor to make people respect and enjoy the show more. I okay, I'm I'm all I'm all for having people respect the show more. Please tell me more. Tell me more about this candy. I mean, I you're not exactly the candy type. Are you? You don't exactly look like a candy maker. Oh, what? 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 Every candy maker is gonna have like a bow tie. Fucking can a top hat. Uh, well, you know, I just figured since you work with candy, you'd be like happy. Happy. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Motherfuckers think candy makes you happy. You think, you think, like, you know what? Candy is art, all right? And art comes from pain, and the best candy that I know comes from pain, motherfucker. I had no clue. I had... You have no idea about anything. Did nope. you know that Almond Joy was the result of a very debated 
custody battle? I had no, I had a very debated custody battle. I'm enjoy. Oh, really? Yeah. And when he settled out of court, that's when he invented mounds. Oh, well, it's, yeah, mounds are very delicious. I can understand. It's very Candy's painful. Candy's fucking dark, man. Did you know that Oreos were invented when a guy saw an albino squished by two boulders? <laughs> that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, well, tell me about this candy, all right, yeah, Uncle Schaefer's Experimental Taffy. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle so, Schaefer's Experimental Taffy. It's experimental. It's, ex- it's experimental, that's how we, co- like, pass the savings on to you. I love savings, I'm sure, I'm sure, I and I love a sponsor, so. Awesome. Here's my first sample for you. you All go. right. This is, uh, okay, some taffy. I try. Jesus Christ, this is bitter. What yeah. the hell? This is, yeah, this is it's supposed really... to be bitter. It's called adulthood. Oh, that was, fucking, that was awful. <laughs> oh, it's both. It's going to be awful That was so now. disappointing, and it just stays there. Yeah, forever, ever until you die. Oh, God. Mm. <laughs> yeah. This is horrible. There you go. I got another candy for you. Try that one. I will. <sighs> oh, you're going to love it. Okay. Yeah. It's a little spicy. It's good, right? Oh, yeah. Actually, that's, that's really spicy. That's actually that's just going. hot. That's just hot. That's just fucking hot. Yeah. What the fuck, man? That was hot. <laughs> oh, Burn the shit out of me. What the it. hell was that? I love it. The guys at A&R are calling that charcoal briquette. Oh, man. <laughs> fuck yes. Good time. Here, here's my favorite. Here's my favorite. Here's my favorite right here. Here's my favorite one for you people and this good show. Hell <laughs> Yeah! Yeah! What is this? That one's called Rabbit Dog Fight! What the hell are you doing to me? The best one! That's awful! Hey, all you people know! Just cause you eat candy doesn't make you any happier! I'm out! Hey, that man, was horrible! Fuck you, hey. Oh god! That was just awful! All right, I need to get this taste out of my mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, we're sponsored by Crows, the delicious black candy that old people love. Ladies and gentlemen, here to tell an amazing list. We have an amazing man that's going to fill some time. His name is Phil. It's called Phil's List. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Philip Schalberger in a segment we call Phil's List, everybody. Give it up for him. Hello. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you notice, Jimmy News Center is also on stage this evening. Uh, that is because, uh, in addition to being a wonderful comedian, he is preparing for the International Speed Pantomime Championship in Prague later this weekend. I'm going to be presenting my list, and he will be summarily acting it out as we go along. The list this week is Ways to Kill a Witch. Burning, stabbing, drowning, slashing, bashing, slicing, hanging, stoning, firing squad, falling, decapitating, starvation, dehydration, bury alive, sharks, heart attack, motorcycle collision, suffocation, flensing, drawn quarter, vertical saw, wheat thresher, hearth fire, car fire, volcano, Saharan exile, head trauma, concussion, electric chair, lethal injection, air syringe, heroin overdose, power lines, manta ray, jaw trap, guillotine, cancer, polio, smallpox, fever, (laughs) malaria, shit, bubonic plague, hurricane, (laughs) Hurricane planing saw trap forced labor smashing dynamite wrong medication ricin uranium nightshade black widows bees halberd forklift accident rogue cop house collapse bike wreck strangling limb removal landmine bear trap spike pit bees hypothermia liquid nitrogen 1920s influenza Lou Gehrig's disease industrial microwave bludgeoning carbon monoxide exposure bees Bees, tigers, and ingestion of molten metal, helicopter blades, Thompson machine gun, Viking funeral, human tree baseball, solitary live grenade juggling competition, juggalo fury, 1,000 pancakes, crash test dummy, human mashed potatoes, boredom, gordom, 
uh, sword tornado, fire ants, junior varsity, bleach drinking tournament, mustard gas, chlorine, murder, double murder, super murder, silent murder, murder murder, antimatter, bond bond, laser limbo, game of checkers but without a helmet so you die because you're in space, fatal James Bond device malfunction, heaven's gate, digging, lawnmower, bobsled malfunction, pie, uh, a Lincoln portrayal that gets too real. Particle accelerator, autoerotic glass eating, impromptu bear taming, ratapult. It's a catapult with sunglasses. Arousing game of airplane catch, the world's first open heart surgery performed by a blind coyote. Time travel to the Big Bang, SARS, West Nile virus, Worst Nile virus, and Worst Nile virus. It's a sausage edition. All right. I think you did a good job. There we go. Stand, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Phil's List, everybody. Pantomimed wonderfully by Jimmy Newstetter, our suicidal friend from earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very funny comedian that's going to come to the stage right now. He's a very funny man. You've seen him all around town. Your comedian of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the very funny and multi-talented Ian Carmel, everybody, right now. Ian Carmel. We're definitely at Dante's. I'm not, I'm not one of those comedians who wants, like, I'm not a very political comedian. Uh, you, I'm not one of those people who would come up here and start to tell you, like, uh, you know those people like, you know America's not the greatest country on earth? Did you guys hear that? You guys hear America might not be the greatest country on earth? I took the first three classes of a community college political science class, and I learned something that'll blow your brain out of the back of your fucking head. Um, America might not be the greatest country on earth. I'm not, there's no such thing as a greatest country on earth because people like different shit. So, you know, maybe like your favorite thing is when one human being runs into a forest and another human being runs in after him with a crossbow. Maybe that's your favorite thing. And then the Ukraine's the country for you. That's the greatest country on earth. You know there's a place in France where the naked ladies dance. Did you guys know that? That's true. There's a hole in the wall where the men can see it all. That's a real thing. All I'm saying is if you let American exceptionalism get in the way of you enjoying an empanada every now and then, you're fucking up. You're not doing it right. Have an empanada. That being said, I I love America. It's the only country I would want to live in. But there are problems with it. Like, we don't have health care. And I hate that in a very selfish way because I'm not capable of getting a job where they give you health care. I (laughs) don't... I have no credentials to get that kind of job. Like, I, and it's t- I rolled my ankle recently, like, really bad, and I was afraid to go into a doctor. I didn't want to go in, because I knew if I went to a doctor, he'd be like, well, you're terribly fat. Did you know you're fat? You... <laughs> you can stop walking or stop being fat. Those are your two options. Whichever one you wanted to go with, I don't care. I don't... That's going to be all the money you've ever made. Thank you. There we go. Like that... And some people, there's a lot of people who don't have health care who are like very wise about it, especially here in Portland. You know that kind of person where they're like, I had rheumatic fever, but I went into Whole Foods and I got some xanthan gum, some garlic, and Joan Baez's phone number. And I grinded those up and applied those to my chest and I was fine. Like those kind of people. I can't do that. I have no idea what's going on in my body at any given time at all. I have no idea. If I went to a doctor and he was like, Ian, your ankle hurts because the hamster who runs inside a tiny wheel inside your leg passed away. So uh, we're going to have to open your leg up and put a new hamster in there. Like, if he told me that, I'd have been like, you know, that's what I thought, doc. I had a sus- suspicion that it was a dead hamster in my leg. <laughs> Listen, I'm not smart. Like, the reason we don't have health care universally in this country is because we spend so much money on the military. And I'm not a smart enough person to tell you if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I do know this. If we're spending that much money on the military and we don't have health care, if I have to Google testicular cancer every time my back hurts, we should get more for it. I should get to use the military every now and then. I should get to use it. We should get to use it. And I don't mean like they should bomb Kuwait more, like in our name. I don't, or ever, I guess, they never really bombed Kuwait. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, we should get to use the military. I should be able enough to, like, call my friend Kevin, who's had my copy of The Lion King for way too long, 
just be like, look out your window, Kevin. And then he opens it up and there's a Harrier jump jet just floating right there. Be like, give me back my fucking movie. That thing's in the Disney vault. I can't just go buy another one. And then just hang up on him. You'll get your movie back. Whether, you know, whether or not we are the greatest country on earth, we are one of the most powerful countries on earth. And with that comes a lot of other people from other countries making fun of you. And I don't think, I don't think as an American, well, there's two things we could do to fix that. Either we could become so smart and wise that we're unimpeachable and other countries can't make fun of us, or we can become smart enough to make fun of other countries when they make fun of us. And I think that's what we should do. Like, if somebody from England ever gives you shit about anything United States related, ask them what the fuck happened to all their wolves. Ask them. They used to have a bunch of wolves, and now they have no wolves. Where's all your wolves? You used to have a bunch of fucking wolves, England. Now you have zero wolves. What the fuck happened to all your wolves? You want to talk to me like you got wolves when you have no wolves? Fix your wolf situation and then come talk to me, you red coat son of a bitch. No wolf having motherfucker. Fix your wolves! <laughs> they don't have any wolves. They really had, they used to have wolves. Now they have zero wolves. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I've been dating, I'm in a, I'm in a relationship I have a girlfriend, which is weird because I constantly look like I'm getting over a breakup all the time. <laughs> all the time. I have never not looked like... I have a look where, like, if, if you walked into my apartment, you would expect there to be, like, a Twin Towers of haagen containers surrounding me on each side. Just guard, like, there's pistachio nuts everywhere. Like a, tra like a Home Alone trap of pistachio nuts everywhere you walk on the floor. But I do, I have a girlfriend. I don't know what she's doing with me. She's, she's an amazing person, and this is me at my best, right? Like, here's a common night for us. She'll have to go to bed early because she works the next day, and I won't let her because I just smoked a bunch of pot and found out that if I talk into my box fan, I sound like a robot. That, and... <laughs> We've been dating long enough now. It'll be four years in February. We've been dating long enough that there's no more momentum in the relationship. Like, you actually have to work at it. Like, when you start a relationship, it's like when you're going swimming and you kick off the wall of a pool. You know, And you're like, I'm a really good swimmer. I should do this for a living. I'm amazing at it. I don't know what everybody's complaining about. When you're four years in a relationship, you're a fat kid standing up in the shallow end with a T-shirt on. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm like, I'm terrible. Who wanted this? I'm awful. You're bad, too. Take that T-shirt. Like that, uh... It's awful. She's so good at arguing. I'm terrible at arguing. She argues with passion. She uses metaphors that make sense. She'll be like, you don't even know who I am. I'm like a book that you haven't even bothered to crack open and read. What's going on in here? You don't know. And that, I'm like, oh, you're right. I, don't, I forget. I, I concede the point. Whatever it was, you're right. Just... I can't make those same kind of metaphors. I have to say stuff that makes sense to me. So we're arguing and I'm like, oh yeah, well I'm a box with a question mark on it and you're a Mario who can't jump high enough. That's what's going on here. What's inside this box? You don't know. Could be a star, a mushroom, a flower, a different kind of mushroom. There's a lot of mushrooms in here, sweetheart. A lot of them. Both the omelet kind and the, I think I'm an omelet kind. Both kinds. I'm lucky I have a girlfriend. For the longest time, I thought I was only supposed to have sex with other fat people. I thought that was a rule. I'd see a chubby girl at a bar, and I'd be like, we're the same kind of horse. You want to do this? Is this... No? See it, Sizzler. Or whatever, like, ah. Uh. Which is fine. Two fat people should be allowed to fuck, but two fat people shouldn't have to fuck. Because when two fat people have sex, no one can see their genitals. No one has any idea what's going on at all. At all. It's a guessing game. Have you, have you guys ever seen footage of a plane trying to refuel mid-flight from another plane? And this long hose comes out. And this plane has to guess where the hose is going to be. There's all these missed opportunities and second chances. And sometimes they hook up and it's great. But a lot of times if they don't, then this plane crashes into a bathtub and eats Ben and Jerry's and cries all night. <laughs> that's two fat people fucking that's that'll change the way you watch Top Gun that's the fun thing about that joke <laughs> you guys are hanging out at Dante's on a Tuesday so you're probably wondering Ian Carmel what's the drunkest you've ever driven I'll tell you I was at a house party in high school in Forest Grove and I got hammered in a hot tub with two 30-year-olds and then got in my car and drove home and I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. Don't do that, by the way. 
And I, I don't mean don't drive drunk. You're gonna drive drunk. Don't go to a house party in Forest Grove. It's too far. Uh, <laughs> I got into the car and drove home. And when I got home, my friend from across the cul-de-sac was like, hey, Ian, do you want to go see the movie Drumline? And I did. I did want to go see Drumline. <laughs> So I have the rare distinction of having driven the drunkest I've ever driven in my entire life and only having it be the second biggest mistake I made that night. <laughs> Drumline is a bad movie. It's bad. It's not, it's not, maybe like on TBS, watch it, but don't ever pay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, now I'm, like in my, I'm in my late 20s, and I drink for different reasons than when I was in my early 20s. When I was in my early 20s, I would drink because my friends and I were so fucking bored that we would need to do anything to make our lives more entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, we got hammered one time and just sprayed a bunch of mace in a room to see who could hang out in that room the longest. You know, like, which at the time seemed like good, clean fun, but now when I look back on it, it seems like a bizarre training ritual for a house of would-be rapists. It doesn't seem innocent anymore. Now I'm in my late 20s and I get drunk usually to excuse the kind of terrible food decisions that I want to make all the time but can't because certain food has such a thick shame gravity around it that I can't break through it without a multi-stage booze propulsion system. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? like, you're, like, like your brain's like, holy fuck, Ian wants to eat a cheeseburger that uses two grilled cheese sandwiches instead of a bun. This guy's insane. And you have to be like, don't tell me if I should do it, brain. Tell me if I can't do it. And your brain's like, okay, but it's going to take a lot. Initiate the Manhattan Project. And then you drink a bunch of Manhattans and you're still not drunk enough. So then your brain's like, initiate the gin and tonic that the girl at the table next to you left when she got up to smoke a cigarette project. And then you drink that and you're still not drunk enough. So your brain's like, initiate the... Drink a Nalgene bottle full of 151 that you brought with you in your backpack because you don't want to spend too much money at the bar project. <laughs> and you drink that and you're finally drunk enough to enjoy your sandwich. I, uh, I know the look I give off as a human is that there's not a lot of treats that I ever pass up on. I know that. I know. Like I, went to, I was at the Baghdad Theater one night and I ordered two margaritas and they brought me two pieces of pizza margarita and I couldn't be mad. I couldn't be mad at them. You know what I mean? Like, and I enjoyed the pizza more anyway, by the way. <laughs> the truth is, though, I'm trying to lose weight. Like, I know my body is Detroit. I'm trying to make it the part of Detroit where they're raising goats and putting up murals. You know what I mean? Like, still Detroit, but, oh, then there's like a small you know, Thai food restaurant community moving in. Or whatever, like that. <laughs> I was in Minneapolis, though, recently, and they have a treat in Minneapolis that I could not pass up on. Because in Minneapolis, they have something called the Juicy Lucy, ladies and gentlemen. And the Juicy Lucy is a cheeseburger where the cheese is inside the meat somehow. I have no fucking clue how they got it in there. Probably the last thing a wizard did before he died. That's probably it. He was like, one for you, humans. Alakazam. And then his robes fell to the ground. A bunch of sparrows flew away. We're all on the same page. That's how it happened. Uh, the Juicy, it's so good that I ate it, even though its name is the Juicy Lucy, which sounds like a prostitute that Lewis and Clark would have passed on. You know what I mean? Like, uh... <laughs> the Juicy Lucy is so good, I can't fully describe it to you without sounding like H.P. Lovecraft describing an ancient slumbering monster. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> melting cheese roils into melt inside an infernal prison of lightly salted grass-fed ground beef underneath which lurks an army of pickles and sautéed onions awaiting in quivering anticipation of the evil they have yet to unleash upon your unsuspecting virgin tongue. Sesame seed buns stand helpless vanguards unable to hold back the onslaught of ooey-gooey cheesy flavor that lurks mere millimeters from your pink virginal tongue. Your diet soda stands a ridiculous irony. Eyes closed, mouth open, locked into an infernal silent scream. The waitress nears you. Her upper lip quivers, covered in a thin layer of pubic hair, shimmering in the fluorescent light of the pub in which you sit. 
The fat man next to his head turned slowly as though a millstone grinding away the thick, soggy seconds of his life. His eyes, blank canvases, revealing only that he too has stared into the infernal, salty blackness of the Juicy Lucy. And whatever gazed back took back with it everything about him that was once innocent, decent, and whole. Yeah. It, it's pretty good. You should get it if you're ever there. It, that's been my stand-up. Thanks, guys. I'm Ian Carmel. Ian Carmel, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Ian Carmel, everybody. That was amazing. The energy you provide, sir. It's Sweat. Sweat like Patrick Ewing, Richie. I'm sweating. Sports reference. Yeah. Okay, that's good. You are, you are actually, speaking of sports, you are on Talking Ball here at Com, uh, the Comcast. Yeah, I was on, the, on it right before I came over here. Uh, well, thank you so much. Let's see Let's see all the things you do here, kid. You were, uh, you were 2010's uh, funniest person. And 11. And 11's funniest person. <laughs> that's pretty damn good. And now I can't win anymore. I just want to go on record. Nathan Brandon didn't beat me, and I'll take him on anywhere. I'll take him on in the squared circle. Me and him, he's got health problems. I do too, but mine are more down the road. His are right now. I would love to host it. I would love to host it. (laughs) I'm just Just, kidding, Nathan. No, I wanted a cage match. The only reason I beat Nathan in 2011 is because he got in a car accident the night before that I had nothing to do with. Mm. (laughs) Very sinister. That's Portland as fuck. Sorry. Oh, it is Portland. There we go. I try. I try. I'm pretty new to this whole interviewing people thing. Anyway. So, but yeah, Portland Mercury, you also, uh, you have a column on there. uh, I do. Yeah. They fucked up and gave me permission to write whatever I wanted. And oftentimes it's dumb. Right. They paid me the full amount for a two word column like two weeks ago. Just said, fuck kale. That was the whole thing. Well, I think I, I think all needs to be said. All that needed to be said was right there. What so. else was I gonna write? Like, here's two five hundred words on why fuck kale. No, everybody gets it. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I think pretty much we got it. It's just, it's that, and just the overwhelming hate of vegans and their love for it. Is I think that, is. They, people like people responded like in the comments section, which I read because I'm an idiot. Sure. And uh, they were like. Well, kale's really good for you. It's super dense with nutrition. Obviously, it is. I know that. I'm not fucking actually. I eat <laughs> kale regularly because I'm trying to shit out some of this fat. And sure, like, it's, sure. all, it's not. I'm not actually saying fuck kale, but I am saying fuck kale. But I'm not like I'm not. I, I can't attack it on points other than it tastes. It tastes <laughs> I hate like it's iron rich grease greenness. It tastes like mud. It literally tastes like if you put mud in an Easy Bake oven. And you're like, here, that's good for that's you. Or what, like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Now, also, you have your, your video blog, your Carmel Corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have Carmel, you, you write a column, you got talking ball, yeah. you do regular stand-up shows all across the country. Regular. Can, can, I, uh, can I suggest something? Sure. Sleep. Yeah. Sleep, try it. Oh, please. I oh. sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. When you don't have, like, a real job, you can squeeze a lot of sleep in. Mm-hmm. And especially when you don't try very hard at all the things you're supposed to be doing. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be my advice there. <laughs> advice from Ian Carmel. Yeah. Don't try hard. First, there you go. First draft or don't bother. That's my advice. <laughs> Hear that? <laughs> Words to the wise there, kiddos. Yeah. Now let's see, you died on Portlandia. That's I pretty did. fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was exciting. In a bathtub. I got to shake it. I really got to shake it. Yeah. That was good. Now did you have to pull on all your uh, all your previous experience improving at the ground I and did. I was, I was actually using the Meisner method when I sure. when I died electrocuted in the bathtub. It was it took I was on that show for like two minutes, if that, and like I had one line and it took so long to film. I was there for like nine hours of being on the set. And a lot of that was spent eating bagels. But like for the, I was actually Fantastic. But like they needed me on set for a long time. That's weird. I suspect it doesn't take that long to do most stuff. Well, I don't. I think it's kind of hard to find a lighting double for you, big yeah, guy. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be kind of an issue. They were they were using the polar bear thing from the Oregon Zoo. That oh, they just na- wheeled it out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> Well, Lena, this is this is something that I'm I'm super envious of that you have in Portland. It's very Portland as fuck because you are very Portland as fuck. Yeah. You have a goddamn sandwich named after you. I do. I that do. That is incredible. Yeah. Can you describe your sandwich? Uh, which one? Well, oh fuck. 
the yummiest one, your favorite. That's not fair. I have, so, because they're both delicious. It's all food. It's yummy. I love it. One, there's one that's still available if you go to Brunchbox, the cheeseburger okay. cart. Right. They did, they have that joke I just told, mm-hmm. oddly. They Juicy named Lucy. it Burger after that. The Juicy Lucy already exists, but they wanted, they took the whole joke and wrote it out and named it that. Holy shit. Uh, it's grilled cheese sandwiches and then a Juicy Lucy on the inside. I ate one and I did. I had a stroke. I had a stroke <laughs> halfway through it, but I finished it. It was that delicious. And then the other one's at Big Ass Sandwiches, which was only available during Bridgetown last year. Oh. It was just every, all the salty, terrible meat. They should have called it gout. That should have just been the name <laughs> of the sandwich. You just go and order gout and then they hand it to you with a picture of me frowning. That should have been the whole... But it was, it was like pastrami and like salami and pepperoni and cheese and, and other... Oh, so good. It was oh. really good. Hopefully they'll do it again during Bridgetown this year. Hopefully they will do it yeah. again during Bridgetown. I hope to see you at Bridgetown. I hope then. to see you there. Oh, absolutely. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, give it up for Ian Carmel, everybody right here. Ian Carmel, thank you so much, Ian. Thank you very much. It's a funny, funny man, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We have another guest coming. We have our guest, our main guest, coming to the stage right now from the Big and Loud podcast. We have Big Jim Willig and Don Frost, everybody. Clap for them right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there they are. Oh, oh come on. Sit. Sit. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Good and plenties. Really? Oh yeah, delicious, delicious RX good and plenties. And if you if you see, this is our kick-ass blowgun for for the uh, the flawless horrible ninja bit that we had. Right? We were like, this is so good, we're gonna reoccur it. It's gonna keep on going. They're like, no, because you hate all these people the out bit. here. You hate yes, all yes, of these people. Yes, yes. The lack people. of laughter says it all. Thank you so much for being honest, audience. All right. Thank now you. I'm gonna take you guys. Have a badass. Talk. Now, now we've met before, right? Yeah. Once or twice, briefly. Briefly. I was here when you first did comedy. Yeah. Like and Richie, the ago. first time he ever did comedy, threw himself on stage. That is very and true. And rolled, and then got up and looked at the audience and was like, "Okay, I'll do it." And then you never <laughs> stopped, and now you have a talk show uh, on the same stage. On the same stage, and then I, yeah, I host Inferno here too. It's really a dream come true for, for <laughs> when a downward spiral comes full circle. It's, oh. a, it's a beautiful. Oh, thing. it's so good. My alcoholism is really taking effect. My liver is pruny. Pruny, thanks to you, actually, You're Big welcome. Jim Willem. Yeah, welcome. he taught me how to take shots. This man right here. Yeah, of old crow. Tell me that was a prop. What was that a? What? Huh? Who? Uh, Good. Yeah. Anyway, it was, uh, it was, yeah, no, let's just say it was a prop. It was delightful diluted soda. I'm going to go through some of the things you talk about on your podcast. Oh, Jesus. Some of the, yeah, because these are real hard-hitting stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Real hard-hitting stuff here. Uh, let's see. Uh, bread has feelings. It does. Very, very, very important. Bag of spite, I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You get two comics in a room, yeah. and eventually the bag of spite's coming out. Naturally. Yeah, either Here's, at each other or at the, 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 the you know, universe in general. Naturally. And uh, let's see, this is one of my favorite ones, Clitty Litter. I thought it was a really good... That was, that I, was I don't you. even remember half of them. Yeah. Uh, well, for, I was listening. I, I listened to the podcast. I'm a listener. I peruse three. Anyway, I... Uh, uh, yeah, please love donate. Em. Love them. Uh, now... They just, it's like, it's like, Jim, you just kind of let him go. You let Don off, off his leash and then pfft. pretty much. Yeah. I play joke sniper. Like he's okay. running through the battlefield, just like gun up grenades coming out. And then I just pop up occasionally say a one liner. We laugh. And then we just continue on talking about food Naturally. or something. Yeah. Big and loud podcast, ladies and gentlemen, big and loud podcast.com. You got to check it out. They are very, very funny. It's all off the top of your head. I'm assuming you have. Yeah, a list. Uh, a, I'm assuming there's lists because I don't know. Pretty much, what I hear is just like chaos, controlled chaos. You two, it's amazing. I yeah. just think we bullshit in a garage with a microphone. I yeah. like it. We're compelling that, as fuck right yeah. now. You can tell these people yeah. are enthralled. They're all staring at you. The big way, guy. like, what do these two chuds fucking talk about for a fu- an hour? Really? <laughs> for an hour? Yeah, sixty minutes, American minutes. Thank you. Well, one of the things we can talk about is how you killed the Marconi show. We can talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> Was that me? That was no. That was kind of what? No. Well, that was several years of continued. You know, <laughs> I uh, will say this though: abuse. it was a magic time when you, Marconi, and Christine Levine were on the Marconi show. That yeah. was a very special time in Portland. We Give it up for him, ladies and gentlemen. Thank he you. worked very. It was an amazing time. If you, uh, 
Fun for listening. Yeah. I was in a diaper on this stage, actually, dressed as Colonel Sanders because I lost a Monday Night Football bet. And I stripped. I made $13.75 that night. Yes, I did. That is just atrocious. Yeah. Uh, There's pictures on my, uh, my YouTube. What? Well, <laughs> he stayed in. He stayed in. He was diligent there, Chots. And, oh, this is awesome news. This is fantastic news. And I, I, I wanted him on the stage so I could bring it up. We have a new daddy. That's right, Don Frost. He's a new daddy, everybody. Look yeah. at him. Thank you. Yes, that was like a year ago. Well, you know, I got the talk <laughs> show a like month ago, so what are you going to do? Like You're beyond now daddy? I'm, I'm father, God You're damn it. You're father, all right. Not daddy. Not daddy. Yeah. The coolest name ever for a child I think I've ever heard ever, ever is your kid's name. What is your child's name? Uh, Benicio Optimus Frost. Is that not awesome? Optimus. Yeah. Hipsters well, are coming right now. The reason is... It's actually kind of morbid because that middle name is kind of a dedication to the child that was miscarried. And so we're like, let's name it Optimus. And that was going to actually be the first child's name. Right. But he went down the toilet. Mixtron and him got into this huge fight. You may have seen it. And um. then, so that's definitely going to be the middle name of the second child. And if His toilet? Or, no, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I was thinking toilet frost. Bullet? Yeah, what? I don't know. <laughs> yes, so basically, the middle name is like the matrix of leadership. You pass it yeah. from the first child. And to I the didn't second think child. about it, but now he's going to get made fun of Bo Frost, so he better be a sanitary That's awesome. child, <laughs> or people will make fun of him. Bo Frost. Hopefully, they won't figure that out. Kids are not that clever when it comes to nicknames and. No, school, so you're gonna be. No, their kids are very understanding, uh, encouraging very understand. of one another. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, do you like a turn on the swings? I'm or, all done. If you're fat or if you're short for your age, you know, or if you look like him, you know, Thank odds you. are, as a kid, that's always rough. You're, 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 we network. It's what we do. Well, as a short guy, I will tell you, you are, and, and we we've been through this. We uh, as as a short man is born, a short sarcastic kid is born. There is another kid that is born at the exact same time that is big and tall and can defend him. Yeah. And uh, and you were that guy for a very long time. I'm just trying to think of this. I'm trying to think of a stupid instance where you saved me. There was one time right up there, in fact, I can think about where I was going to throw up because I drank a lot because I'm <laughs> I am me. And you, me, no. and you go like this. I'm like, I want to throw up up here. And you go, you were going to hold it like a man. And then you walked me over to the ladies' room and then bouncered the door as I threw up like a man like in a the man. ladies' room and loved it. Oh, this is a very good man. He's a very, he's I'm good. a friend to alcoholics, so. Nah, there we go. A friend to alcoholics everywhere. Let's go. You guys know Bill? You guys know Bill? Yeah. Each one, reach one to reach one. All right. Let's go through some of these other names that you've uh, you've also had. Single ply must die, which I agree with. I completely yeah. agree. If you're in, if you're basically in a like a hotel or like a restaurant or something, and you go to the to the shitter, and the toilet paper is like that one like tiny. It's like so thin. It's got one side to it, like toilet paper, and you got to make the mitten. You know, you gotta make that huge mitten, and then you wipe your ass, and it still goes through, and your fingers get dirty, and you gotta lick them clean before you go back out there Why? for your shift. <laughs> Why? What? Well, you knew it was coming. I did. You I knew it was, was coming. coming. I just yeah. was waiting for it. To, oh, no. Like fried green tomatoes. Like oh, that joke was the kid with his foot stuck was. in the drags. Now, this is the best one that I, I went through. I went through all 148 of your podcasts and found this particular you guys talked about, and I wanna know the genesis behind it the Yeasty Boys. Now, how did that come up? How did the Yeasty, Yeasty Boys... That was like 48 hours ago. That was 48 hours ago. I don't remember. You, you can't even remember what you had for breakfast. No. No, it's very <laughs> difficult. Yeah, there is, like, there is no, like... There's no rhyme or reason linear, to it. It's yeah. absolute controlled chaos. But you've been, uh, you've been getting some followers. People have been paying attention. You've been enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, we get, like, what, 13 to 1,500 down, downloads a day, a, give or take? Four. Yeah. Four. One. Four to one. Yeah. Two, <laughs> four to two, 15,000. It's around moms. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and uh, our neighbors listen. Well, that's and good. And that's pretty good. Well, that's good. We got a good plan going with this hospice care facility where they just leave the internet on right. and it drifts past our show. We get credit for that. So well, totally now that counts. you got the Tonight on the Rocks bump, I'm sure there'll be a yeah. few more. You huge. Know, I, I'm sure. Huge. I'm sure you'll do absolutely fantastic. Got one clap. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Shot, he's a big right fan. Now. He's a big fan. <laughs> well, before we go, let me, uh, let me ask you, what's coming up for you guys? What do you got, what do you got planned? Anything fun? Any new shows coming up? 
Uh, well, we, um, you know, we also we're on the the network. We're on the the, the this these people, the Fun Employment Net Radio Network. Fun so right. they signed us on. So we're making we're trying to make a little bit of money that way. Uh, Don's got just. Nothing. Scads of nothing. Yeah, oh, I, look at your, I look at your schedule. Yeah. You are a busy, busy man traveling all across uh, the Northwest. The Washington. And the, all across Washington and Montana. Yeah. Oh, I man. I haven't hit there yet. What's that? I haven't been there yet. You haven't? You've been to Montana. <laughs> I've been there with Montana with you. So, anyway. And when Don goes out of town, I polish his guns. Yeah. That is nice. I just quietly polish the guns. Favorite gun, Don. Yeah. What favorite gun? What, a Super Soaker 2000? I knew it. I <laughs> knew it. See, I wanted the one with the dual tanks right. and the dual barrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I use the one with the three barrels that as you shoot, it, squ- it shoots like three ways like that. Oh, it's the, you jerked off last night, but you didn't clean yourself mm-hmm. up. So when you got up the morning the next day, you, the piss, you, you got the trident. You the squirter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's where that was inspired from. I had no clue. It's yes, very true. I had absolutely Super no Soaker clue. riddled with sex offenders. The whole place <laughs> just uh, lousy with them. Lousy with the sex offenders. Lousy with, with the, the sex super soakers. Yeah. Basically, yeah, you think you'd, you'd buy you'd buy in bulk if you're a sex offender. But a great offender. softball like, league. I got yeah. all the super soakers you need, guys. Anyway, I have the Derringer. Well, oh, what tonight is this? on the rocks. Oh my goodness! Looks Shit like we're sunk. drinking. Here you go. I think this is Some the more great. Soda. I think this is one of the best ways to end an interview ever. Right. Ever. Shots right here. Cheers. Thank you, Shrek. Everybody, give it up for us! Holy crap! That was wonderful. Once again, thank you guys so much. No, we're gonna stay here. Okay, stay, stay, here. stay all There's you need to. Booth's coming. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that it? Is this is where the booze is, and stay right nice. here. But I do want to tell you about next that week's show. Good. Get in there, and when you're done, snort that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our next week's show, it was very, very funny comedians. We got spicy news. We, I'm going to do a spicy interview. I'm going to eat a very, very hot pepper and interview the guys. Where are you leaving? Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Don Frost and Big Jim Willig right there. I'm going to turn the show over to Hornacopia. I hope you had fun. I know you did. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you later. Hornacopia, enjoy yourselves. The stage is yours. Thank you so much. This has been Tonight on the Rock. Show two. Yeah.